0: Welcome to Quotable, a female millennial entrepreneur podcast, the show by and for female millennial entrepreneurs who are building and running thriving, successful businesses while living life to the fullest. I'm your host, Alessandra Polina, owner of Quotable Media Co., a PR and media company. After nearly 10 years of building a PR agency, I've learned a lot about business and entrepreneurship, but the most valuable things have always come through conversation with other women who have been in it too, and I want to share all of that with you. So sit back, fill your coffee cup up, and listen in. I'm so excited to have Annabelle Ullman on here today. She's the co-founder of The Healing Company, and I think this is something that all of our listeners are going to find so interesting. Um, I'll just say here before I let you say hi, Annabelle, um, that we just actually have asked Annabelle to do an interview in the magazine in quotable magazine as well as come on the podcast because we just wanted to have more of this conversation um and while the magazine issue is probably going to be old news by the time this comes out it's still fresh in my mind because we at the time of recording this just wrapped that issue um and so mm -hmm. i can't wait for people to hear more annabelle thank you so much for coming on today no thank you Alessandra,
1: for having me i'm very excited
0: me too. I I just feel like your company sounds really interesting and like so needed, which I'm sure you agree. Yeah. Let's start by, I like people to just kind of hear straight from you what it's all about. Tell us like the super quick overview of what The Healing Company is, but then I more so want to go into like what led you to actually starting it. Like how did you get to the point that you're at today?
1: Yeah, of course. Um, So at the, with The Healing Company, you really have a Pride bold aim um, is to bring integrated healing to the world and help millions of people lead a healthier life. Um, and we're planning to do this by building a community of powerful healing brands and uniting uh, our expertise in healing um, products and practices uh, with our expertise in growing high impact brands and businesses, um, really through storytelling, e commerce, distribution, uh, our international business experience. Um, and I think one of the key tenants really for the healing company is that we think about everyone, ourselves first and foremost as people before professionals. Mm. Um, And I think that's really what our unique approach is. Um, But we're, we're looking at uh, bringing brands in that combine ancient wisdom with conventional medicine um, and really bridge between um, science and ancient wisdom. Um, And yeah. Cool. Yeah. And I mean, I feel like that's people might
0: be kind of like, okay, and what does that really mean? But we'll dive more into like the actual yeah. company itself a little bit more after. Um, so people will have to stick around and listen to hear <laughs> more yeah. about the company. But I want to hear kind of in before we lead up to that, just you know, how you actually started it. How did you go from wherever you consider the beginning of your story? Sometimes people go way far back, sometimes it's just like right before you started the company. Um but how did you go, yeah, what's the story of getting it started? And then we'll dive more into like what you guys actually do and, and what it offers.
1: Yeah. So um, before founding, like prior to finding the healing company, um, I was working as a model for eight years um, with big fashion and beauty brands. Um, but really like these unrealistic expectations and the constant pressure that is in this industry, um, it really led to serious physically and mental um, issues. And I was suffering quite a bit. I lost tons of weight. um I even lost my period for over a year. um it just went up and down, and I realized that I had to make a change, um which caused me to go down a path of self discovery um and then really ultimately finding healing through uh, alternative plant based methods. um I went to India to do my yoga teacher training um I got uh, certified as a nutritionist um, at IIN, and really through that journey, I came to understand that, especially the US is one of one of the most developed countries in the world, where the spending on healthcare is continuing to rise, mm. um, but healthy life expectancy is actually declining, and we we felt like we had to take, or people feel like they have to take their health into their own hands. Um, and actually 95% of the spend um, is on treating sicknesses, whereas 90% of illnesses is actually preventable and attributed to lifestyle factors. And I think people are not aware of that. Um, and so we really uh, felt like we we had to bring all these incredible healers and experts and entrepreneurs in the, um, integrated healing space together, uh, and form a community where we could help shift the paradigm from treatment to prevention, which we feel is absolutely imperative. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. And obviously it's a journey. Um, it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. Um, Mm -hmm. but we are deeply motivated to undertake that, um, and help, educate people in the space of integrated healing and really um championing all the credible healing practices and products yeah
0: so how long like you said you kind of like realized you needed to sort of explore these other approaches you got your yoga training you did the nutritionist um training or certification or whatever like what was that process like how long was that process between like Oh, well, modeling, you know, well, I don't know if you gave it up entirely, or if you were just kind of like, I need to do something else and explore these other, these other things between that and like actually deciding to start a company around it. Like, what did that look like? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So basically, um, when I started doing my nutrition course, I was, that was 2016. Um, and that was the time when I was in Australia. Um, I, I lived in Australia to model, um, that was like where I was probably so tiny, so thin, that I didn't even have the energy to get out of bed in the morning. It took me really long. Um, I was living off of like just purely salad. Um, I wouldn't eat anything else. I had a very unhealthy relationship with food. Um, And I started, I was like, I have to kind of listen more to my body. Like everything that I'm doing right now is so not sustainable. And, um, so I did the, the, um, uh, my nutrition course at the Institute of Integrating Nutrition that was 2016 in Australia. It took me one and a half years. I extended that to learn more actually about the gut Mm. and to go deeper into like how the mind got connection. Um, and I always had yoga as like my feel good medicine. It's like, I did it in the morning when I woke up, I like stretched myself, even though I I wasn't aware really how to do yoga. It was still something that I practiced because I felt like that was the one moment during the day that I could sh- literally settle down and, and listen to myself and listen to my body and my needs. Yeah, um, and I always, I was always so fascinated about India. So I was like, if I ever going to do my yoga teacher training, I want to do it in India. And I, that was like right before COVID, I think 2019 is when I went to India. So two years later, um, where I did my yoga teacher training there. Um, and everything like really my whole life changed in India because I met incredible people. I learned so much about myself, about self-awareness, about how I need to like, listen more to myself and, and, really become aware um and it was there where i decided within like overnight i'm gonna stop modeling um and i have to just take another direction and i was living in la um at that time before i went to india and a friend actually introduced me to cbd at that point because i was um i had really really bad migraines like they were they became even chronic um, because of the stress that I was just going through. Um, and I was obviously on a lot of painkillers because um, I had to like go out and do my modeling job. so um in, in in India, I started thinking more about it because I was super stigmatizing it, and I was like, I don't want to deal with CBD or cannabis in any sort. like I don't want to have anything to do with drugs. Mm -hmm. Um, but then I did my research and, um, in India itself, I got aware of all these like plant-based medications that they use there that have been used for centuries, Mm -hmm. um, and over so many generations and, and it works for them, um, so well. And, uh, so I went back, I gave it a try. I actually managed to get my migraines under control and I found so much relief in plant-based medications where there were no side effects compared to, um, the, the medications I was the conventional medicine I was taking before. Mm -hmm. Um, and I came back and I was so struck by all the changes that I've been through, um, that I decided to start a company, um, a medicinal cannabis company in Germany. Um, and, there we then from the medicinal cannabis i went into like direct to consumer cbd oils because i wanted people that would not get a prescription for cannabis to actually have access to it as well mm-hmm. um and that's really when i started looking into um all the other plant-based medications um and plant-based medicine and how i could leverage adaptogenic herbs um to address everyday everyday ailments um that to some at at some point will lead to long-term disease because inflammation is something that piles up over years. Um, and so, um, yeah, that's how my first brand Noyo really started. Um, yeah, that is how the company really came to life because, um, I really saw myself as a, a, a founder of a brand and all the challenges I went through in this space. And all the, and the limited resources I really had to compete in this fragmented market. Um, and that's really what shaped the vision for the healing company, that we could put together um, our team um, of experts in Eskimer's storytelling growth and distribution um, to help scale the region impact of today's leading healing practices and products.
0: Wow. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So there's so much to that story <laughs> and you kind of threw out there a whole nother company too. Are you still running or does that other company still exist that you set the
1: medicinal marijuana or that yeah. you started? So, like- so the, yeah, the direct to consumer brand Noyo, which is, um, uh, the CBD oil. And then I also ended up working on uh, traditional Chinese, uh, mushrooms. um, yeah, we turned that into the, like, we, we put that under the umbrella of the healing company. Okay. Um, that was basically the first brand we acquired with the healing company. Um, we are not actively working on it right now because, um, obviously I was the founder of the, of Noyo and now I am just like working on all the other brands that we're acquiring. Um, and now the healing hour that we just launched. So I kind of set that aside also because it was based in Germany. It was quite hard to bring that over to the U S okay. So it's still it's still organically running, but it's not anything that we're pushing or trying to grow or. um, Yeah.
0: Okay. Wow. But yeah, a lot of things that you've been like doing
1: <laughs> the last couple of years, it sounds
0: like, um, and I wanted to touch, and I want to hear more about like the acquiring of all the other brands and stuff too, but. Just first, I want to go back to something that I think you threw out there and or maybe I had seen it um, somewhere else that I was looking into your stuff on the website. But did you say something about 90% of um, illnesses are preventable? Is that like, I feel like we need to highlight that again for a second. Is Is that just in the U.S. specifically or like worldwide? Like, I know there's like a lot of stats about like, obviously, the U.S. specifically has terrible healthcare. And yeah. is not focused on preventative and is very focused on just, you know, they're like, we'll help, you know, our insurance will help you once it's so bad that you're like about to die, essentially, and yeah. doesn't care at all about like actually staying healthy. But it sounds also like worth mentioning, like, you've been all around the world, you said you've lived in Australia, you've lived in, in Germany, and we'll spend time in India. So you've been in a lot of different places, like how does, has that, I mean, obviously that shaped like the way that you're thinking about all of this and running the company. Um, but the U S is like particularly bad, right? Like, is yeah, that like, is. is there anything else worth touching on there? I feel like that's worth like thinking about a little more too.
1: Yeah. hundred percent. I think, um, yeah, what you said, it's incredible to see, especially a country like the U S, um, That is so big and has been growing, and and it's a developed country, and still there's so much going wrong. Mm. Um, And a lot of people really ask us a lot of times with the healing company, like, why now? Why is this so important now? Mm. Um, And I think we are really compelled by the global health crisis, and we have a deep belief in a different way um, of a Approaching healthcare because looking at the healthcare system, you can't even call it a healthcare system anymore. It's more a sick care system. It's treating people that are sick all the time instead of helping people prevent of getting sick, so helping them staying healthy. And I think that is one of the biggest issues right now. And we really feel like it's time to evolve about how we think about health and healing because. As I have mentioned, um, health care is just continuing to rise, um, although the healthy life expectancy is declining. Um, and 95% um, is currently spent on treating sicknesses. Um, and 95, 90% of the illnesses that are actually preventable are because of low-grade inflammation. And low-grade inflammation... Is comes from multiple factors. It's about the way we eat our diet. It's all the stress factors. Um, it's how we who we surround ourselves with our environment. Um, the time we actually spend on listening to ourselves and uh, and really getting in tune with our bodies. And this low-grade inflammation ends up causing diseases. So it something like cancer. It doesn't happen overnight. It has happened through years and years and years of low-grade chronic inflammation and so we feel like we really have to address these issues that cause low-grade inflammation in order to help people prevent of even becoming sick so we have to change different lifestyle factors and um yeah so we we feel like we have to shift from treatment to prevention
0: Yeah. And it makes, I mean, obviously, like, I feel like that makes so much sense. Like hearing you say it, I feel like everybody would be like, yeah, like, of course we should. And I feel like, well, two things. First of all, I mean, I feel like I know that's, even though it sounds like it makes so much sense. And like, uh, like, of course, we should be trying to prevent stuff rather than waiting until we're sick with something that like, is going to be really hard to, to go away. But it also seems like one of the biggest challenges you guys are probably running into is actually like, sort of convincing people to do that, right? Because it's so opposite what, well, what the healthcare system does, but also like how we're kind of like used to it. Cause it's so like, well, first of all, everybody's used to living within that, that healthcare system of like, I go to the doctor when I'm sick kind of thing. Um, but also just kind of that mindset of like, well, it's it's like when you're feeling fine, you don't feel like you have the time or the money or the energy to spend on like making sure you're going to stay fine, right? Like it feels like not worth it because you're not thinking about it when everything's working fine with your body, right? It's like yeah. easy to ignore. So it's kind of like you have to shift that whole mindset, which is obviously one of the trickiest parts of like marketing anything, any company, Yeah, I guess.
1: Yeah. right. 100%. And that's why we also say like, the most important step and the first step really in our view is educating people on integrated healing, mm-hmm. um, and then championing the credible healing practices and products. And that's exactly where we're starting with the healing company, because like you said, we, we really want to try to democratize access to integrated healing. Um, and this is, we want to do that by building a community around these powerful healing brands that we're acquiring. Um, but the brands that we're acquiring um, obviously have to have, in our opinion, um, a deep impact on their customers. Um, and we identify these high potential healing practice and product, and then we help them expand their reach and impact. And then we want to create um, an individual market impact by enhancing the storytelling around these brands, helping them create a credible narrative, um, create social conversations around these brands, um, and improve the accessibility. Mm. So we really want to create like this community around these brands where we find synergies, where one brand can actually support the other, um, and really unlocking the scale benefits
0: Right, then they'll each help each other. Okay, that's what I was going to ask next is like how yeah. it kind of works because you had alluded to like acquiring brands and that the healing company is kind of like the umbrella brand. And then in within that, there are other brands. Like go into like from a business standpoint, I guess, and also just like what it would look like to to a consumer on the outside. Like what does that, like what is that business model? And like how how is that working? How, how do you acquire brands? And what
1: is that, what is that like? Yeah, so we really um, go through like a deep due diligence uh, before we acquire a brand. Um, but given that our core belief is really that winners in this space must have um, both like a high, um, a high impact product and a high impact storytelling. Mm-hmm. Um, so we really focus on selecting these these brands around these qualities. So looking at the product quality of the individual brands, we're obviously privileged to have Dr. Deepak Chopra on our board as a chief scientific advisor. And his guidance is really imperative Mm -hmm. (laughs) on this point. Um, But we've established the healing company standards with like really three non-negotiable principles, which are clear product efficacy um, and appropriate concentration of ingredients which we are validating by third party testing, um, a transparent and ethical supply chain. And then the second one is really the storytelling potential. Um, we are also obviously equally privileged to have Stephen Bartlett, um, who is the founder of Europe's largest social media agency, social chain and is on the Dragon's Den in the UK as a board director and investor. And he has a uh, huge knowledge in that space. Um, and we really feel that um, we can grow these, the stories of each individual brands um, because that's what customers really relate to.
0: Mm -hmm. And so, well, so first of all, I just want to quickly ask like, how did you, it sounds like you have some big names and like, big yeah. players involved which is incredible like how did you is that all kind of how did that happen I feel like that's the question people are going to have is like how did you build this board because yeah. that that sounds tough is that just like personal relationships that you already had like is there any kind of quick answer to that I don't I don't want to derail the I want to hear more about <laughs> the rest of
1: how everything's working but I feel like I have to ask yeah, I think that's really one of um, the powers of the healing company is that the team that we have brought together, we have really deep um, uh, networking connections with really incredible people in this space. Um, but, but one thing Deepak once told me, because I, I was actually, I, was this, I asked myself the same question I'm like, how did everything just fall into place so perfectly? And he was like, well, you know, if everything, you know, you're on the right path. everything falls into place and it meant so much to me because I felt I was always never on the right path. I was never happy where I was in my life. I just went through all these ups and downs and I was always kind of disappointment disappointed with, with myself and the work I I did. And I never felt I ever reached that place where I felt it was purpose-driven. And Mm -hmm. so starting the healing company, it was just like, my dream coming true of helping people like myself and really building something that is so grounded in purpose. And he, when he said that, I was like, yeah, that's exactly how it feels. Everything is just like falling into place. And, and the the incredible team we have built at the healing company, we have um, so much trust with these people that that's why they came onto the board and um, I was visiting Deepak's, um, retreats, uh, prior to the healing company. And then we were introduced and I, I told him about the healing company and he, he was really excited that our visions were so aligned in helping billions of people, uh, live a healthier, more sustainable and joyful life. And that's, I think how it just clicked and it, we just got along and it just felt, yeah, it just felt right.
0: Wow. Well, so was that, was was his brand one like the the first one or one of the first ones that kind of came on or the, that you acquired the second one so the
1: first one we yeah the first one we acquired was uh your super um which is a super food brand and then the second one we acquired um was uh chopra's well-being businesses
0: wow amazing So what does that look like from the brand side? Like, do you, I mean, just for someone who really like, doesn't know how this stuff works. (laughs) Like, for example, when you brought on the the super, like that's a product. I think I saw that on the um, website, like a, like a nutrition product or however you can tell me how you guys explain it, how you explain it. Um, But like, what does that mean for them to be part of the healing company? I think we touched on like, kind of, they get to be, it's the marketing and helping to tell their story. Um, but what does that look like like for the companies that you guys acquire?
1: So I think one, one thing that is really key to understand is that when we acquire a brand, it's not like we're taking it over. So we want to let the companies run individually. Um, so the founders are staying in place. The teams are staying in place if they work the way they are. Um, and we want to help them ha- reach um, and have an impact, um, individually. So we, we started calling ourselves, or we're aiming to call ourselves at one point, like the LVMH of wellness with the same approach. So like LVMH has been doing, it's been acquiring these incredible brands, um, in the fashion industry, and then really help them individually have a bigger impact through collaborations, through, um, synergies between the brands, um, and and but the brands are staying as they are so they're not changing their names um they're not going to be somebody called part of the healing company or whatever they're keeping their names they're running individually we're just coming in with our expertise in the places where they need support in order to have the impact that they want to have and that they should have
0: well it's like the it's just really the kind of mindset of being stronger together, right? Like you all have, exactly. the, they all have the same mission, but help in different ways. And exactly. all together, you can help amplify all of them as part of the overall story of of healing people, right? Yeah,
1: Yeah, exactly. It's like, like you said, we really believe that collectively, we're so much stronger than individually. So that's really what we want to achieve with The Healing Company is that the impact each individual brand has just grows exponentially, the more the healing company grows,
0: yeah, I love that, and um you um I feel oh, there's one thing I wanted to just like m- touch on too super quickly. I saw I think of a, a video that you guys have on the website or something, and I just feel like it like there was something in there that I saw that made so much sense. It was kind of like about why now is the time for this this kind of thing and it was you know it's it was like we're now in the time of the science and technology that can really make an impact but also in a time when people are kind of re I mean I hate to say re um oh my god what's the word I'm looking for I hate to say like re um discovering because I know like for many people it never like went away but like the ancient wisdom ancient healing like modalities i feel like are they're becoming more mainstream maybe in a lot of ways like people are kind of realizing like yeah these things are important and they help and they work and that kind of crossed over this with the same time of the place that we are with science and technology right now to be able to be like yes these things work and here's like why and how too so it's not yeah. just like something you have to believe <laughs> it's like something you exactly. can like see in a more concrete way and that really stood out to me because I, I I was like, yeah, that's like such a great point. Like, that's why this this does seem like a great time for this kind of thing, because yeah, there's no denying the impact. Exactly.
1: exactly. And with all the research that is put into it now and the tests that are being done um, and the studies, you can actually now verify that what has been done for thousands of years and generations over generations actually working um and obviously i i, I travel still to india a lot because um the herbs in india are extremely powerful um but there you see like the families they don't even question these kind of things because they just have used these products and the, these herbs and um plant medications for centuries and they have been told by their grandparents or their mothers, and they're passing it on to their children. And it's just, they just know it works. Right. But in the Western world here, we still question it because no one ever taught us about it. And we right. we haven't tested it ourselves. So it's really, I think, about the trust that is there in, their, in, the, in the Eastern um, world. And what we are just now are able to back with with science in order to make it even more accessible for the western world as well
0: yeah yeah I think that's such a great point because yeah it's like if you've grown up and you've just seen it working you're not really going to question it but I feel like there are a lot of people still like in the U.S. and the western world who are like well why would I do that like when I can pop a pill or something that like work or fix it or you know we have these treatments but yeah, I mean, people who have people who have embraced like other modalities are like, yeah, it clearly works. Like I can see it, I can feel it, you know. But I just I feel like it's the it's kind of like that moment where we can actually prove things to the people who maybe need it, need to be proven or need to have some other kind of um stats and data to like back it up. And now it's like, you know what, you can see it right here. And um, yeah, I just thought that was a great point. I thought it was a great, um, the video was awesome so
1: maybe yeah. we'll share that, thank you, so that much. <laughs> thank you so much yeah I love that it's that the video that we post obviously that brings people to actually think and question things that's exactly what the goal is so yeah I love it <laughs> yeah maybe I should ask
0: for a second like what some of the marketing and like um yeah marketing around the healing company and the brands that you're working with like what does that kind of look like and what is your plan for the future for like actually you know, bringing this to more people, because I know you said that was like, you know, the storytelling and everything is like a really big part of this. Are there any kind of plans for the next couple of years and like what you're planning to do or anything you've already been doing that's working really well?
1: Um, well, obviously we have a really, really great marketing team that is working on a daily basis with the brands that we acquire to really help them, um, become experts in marketing for their brands mm-hmm. um so our team is not staying in for the entire time but as soon as we acquire a brand they go in they really help the team within the brand to um support them wherever support is needed and to help them really grow on the marketing side of it because marketing nowadays is just such a huge aspect mm-hmm. um but really for the future for the healing company um, well, we plan to buy and scale, I would say about like 15 direct-to-consumer healing brands over the next three years, okay. um, with the initial focus on supplements and nutraceuticals, um, but then also as well as general wellness, because um, we say that we have to build like this loop of habit formation. So in order for people to really stick to a new habit and to a new good quality, they have to um, always be surrounded by it. Um, If it's just a supplement they should take every day, then they'll take it for like a week or two or maybe a month, but -hmm. then they lose it again. So how can we actually keep them involved in this new healthy lifestyle so that they actually stick to it? And then that comes with like data and diagnostics, that comes with like more personalized medications um, and also the content. So building a really strong content, for example, Deepak's uh, app, Where he has his meditation um, um, sessions that you can do uh, guided meditations um, and on the articles that he posts regularly about health and healing and the newest um, innovations in the health and healing space and then that combined with products and then with data and diagnostics and then at some point also looking into um, doing a more personalized approach.
0: Oh cool. Cool. And then you also um mentioned the Healing Hour, a new podcast you guys are launching? Yes. Or yeah, launch, we just did, did launch, our launching. Exactly. I mean, by the time this comes out, it will definitely have been it will be. Out. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, we just launched the Healing Company and uh, the Healing Hour. Um it was about like I think 2 weeks ago. Actually, yeah, today um we just uh, launched the second series of it. Cool. Um and yeah, it's it's our goal is really to bring together and amplify the voices of healers and experts and entrepreneurs and pioneers in the world of integrated healing, um, with my mission to really wa- raise awareness and increase the education around integrated healing practices and products. So, um, my first interview with Deepak, which was launched two weeks ago, um, and today actually the co-founder uh, or the owner and CEO of a sutra, Stephanie Marmoto, who um, is who um is a lot about talking a lot about like the effects of magnesium and especially on female health. Um, yeah, and there there are more more coming, but it's a, it's very exciting and um yeah
0: cool yeah We'll we'll include a link um in the show notes for this episode so people can click over and go listen to you there that's really great i mean i love like your mission of just of having these conversations starting these conversations and um informing people like i feel like we're all going to be able mm-hmm. to learn so much and that's so so important um that actually makes me want to ask like, what is kind of your day to day look like right now as the co-founder of The Healing Company and and everything else? Um, what do you, yeah, what is like your day of work look like? And do you have any kind of morning routines or things that you do throughout the day or throughout the week that help you just like stay grounded and also, you
1: know, stay. Yeah, on what are doing these days? Yeah, I think maintaining a healthy and balanced personal work life is so important. Um, and so I really prioritize and carve out time for physical and mental well-being um, in order to reduce my stress from all the traveling and also feel energized um, in order to do my work well. Um, but really, I start my day off with self-care um, and I need my mornings. It's so important to me. Um wherever in the world I am, I always try to have like an hour for myself. Um, and that means waking up, having my warm water with lemon. Um, then I'll probably do around 10 to 20 minutes of uh, 10 to 30 minutes of uh, yoga, um, and stretching. I do my meditation, which lasts from 10 to 20 to 30 minutes as well, depending on the time that I have. Um, And then if I manage, I always love to do some kind of workout. So I go for a short run. um, I do a workout. I love going boxing or tennis or all of these things. Um, If I'm able to squeeze that in, um, I always have to go out in the morning and get some fresh air. If that means just walking around the block or grabbing a coffee, Um, I I just need that to start my day um, to go out for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we really have said, because our team is really spread all over the world, we have set aside three to five hours every day, um, in all these different time zones where they all overlap, mm-hmm. where we have calls with the team, where we plan and discuss, um, whatever is necessary. And then I work on the content for the healing company. So I plan ahead the interviews that I'm doing for the healing hour, um, and anything else that needs to be done. Um, But yeah, because I travel quite a lot, it's for me, um, sticking to my morning routine and sleeping Mm. like minimum seven hours is really key for me. And I really feel that if I don't do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, 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 if I can, if I'm at home, I love cooking and, um, using the evenings to wind down, um, and eat healthy and yeah.
0: Yeah. Love it. And wait, where is home for you right now?
1: Um, well, I spent my time between New York and Berlin. So I would call both home right now.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know why I was thinking, I was picturing you being somewhere warmer.
1: <laughs> I wish.
0: <laughs> Just because I don't know why, I guess, with the uh, getting outside every
1: day. Yeah, well, that is that is where my soul is because I'm such a summer person. Like for me, I know one day I want to live by the ocean. For me, the ocean is like, it gives me, all the energy and it grounds me so much and gives me so much peace. And I really feel like how my heart rate just drops whenever I'm by the ocean. So one day I'll be in a warm place by the ocean. I know that for sure. Um, But with the company right now, New York and Berlin are, are good spots to be.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. Um, no rush. Uh, there's time for it at all, right? Exactly. <laughs> what would you, I mean, so everyone listening to this is like busy business owners who probably, um, not to use myself as an example, but (laughs) probably recognize they need more space for wellness in their life or like more of a focus on it. But it's hard, it can feel hard to squeeze it in, especially as like a mom and a business owner. And it's like, no time is, feels like it's your own sometimes. So what would be like one, is there one thing you would say to start with? Like any like one thing to focus on your wellness that you think would like be the most, obviously depends per person, but like the most kind of like, overall beneficial to your body or your life?
1: Well, it definitely start your day off with warm water and lemon. Mm. Add a pinch of salt. That's key. Um it really yeah, sets your body. I have seen people do that, but I've never tried it. Yeah, it's really good because it actually sets your body in like an alkaline state for the day and it gets your metabolism going. Um and so that's that's really key. But then mm. if you feel like you don't have to, I one thing I always say that everyone has time. And I know sometimes it feels like you don't have time, but you can always make yourself time. And if it's just five minutes or just 10 minutes, or if you end up being able to do it for 30 minutes, Actually, start
0: off. I totally believe that too. So I appreciate
1: Yeah. It. <laughs> yeah, really. I think that because a lot of people, that's always their excuses. They're like, I don't have time. It's like, yeah, you do have time either wake up. I don't know, 30 minutes earlier and use that slot or I don't know, don't go out for dinner so late. I, you you find time during the day if it's important to you. And um, I would always, for me, one thing, I know that meditation is for a lot of people hard that haven't done it. So I would start off with breath work because I think that breath work in so many ways is so powerful. It's It can be energizing in the morning. It can wind you down in the evening. It helps you to really balance your Brain halves, it helps you to focus. So there are so many breath work um, classes and things you can do that you can easily find online um, that would already be such a beneficial start to your day. And then add in some meditation if you can, or even just like you don't even have to do proper yoga, but like stretch mm-hmm. um, and then try to walk wherever you can so don't jump into your car all the time try to walk um it's like getting your steps in is so important for your heart and for your overall health um and go out in the fresh air
0: that's so funny you say that because i'm i'm such a um so guilty of just like getting in the car, even if I'm just like, five <laughs> minutes away. And I'm always like, well, you know, it's again, it's like, well, it's, it'll take so much longer to walk. But yesterday, um, we only have one car right now. And my husband was out all day and my son's home on um school vacation week this week. So I had to do like two different errands in two different places at two different times of the day. And then, and we walked like, All over the neighborhood yesterday. And he, my son, loved like he's like tracking it on the phone, like how many steps we did, how much time (laughs) of like activity we had. And then I was shocked. I thought he was going to be like so tired. And um not want to like do anything else but then he asked if we could go out to dinner and the place that we like to go I mean again it's not far it would have been it would be like five or six minutes in the car but it was like 20 minutes to walk there and I was like really you want to you want to walk there and he did and we just we we noticed how we talked about it afterwards we ended up taking an uber home I admit but that's because it was like late and dark and yeah exactly. And I was like I don't know if you should be walking home at, at the, in the dark but um we felt so good and he was he like loved it and we
1: had such a nice time and I was like we really should do this more. Yeah 100%. It's so and and another thing for example is what people always do as well is like if they have an elevator at home they always take the elevator instead of, mm-hmm. instead of using the stairs. So there are like these little things that you can do throughout the day that you just are so used to doing that are not as good for you if you would just like go for a walk or use the stairs that can already make such a big difference to your overall health so I would always implement like start slow implement one thing at the after another like don't try to do everything at once because that just overwhelms um, and if you see like you will see the benefits it will have on your health on your overall mental well-being your physical well-being that you will automatically start to increase those times. And implement more things because you just want to feel good.
0: Mm, yeah, that's a great point. Love that. Um, okay, good. I'm gonna, yeah, I, I hope everybody listens to this. Like it and, and like actually listens to the advice. I mean, like it doesn't have to be <laughs> hard, it doesn't have to be long, like it's exactly adding yeah. things into our day and we'll feel better and probably do yeah. better in everything else that we do. Exactly, exactly. So I want to, I always ask people, what's one thing that you wish you had known more about when you first started your business and knowing that you've kind of started a few, you, that could be whatever, however you want to take it. It could be something you wish you knew more about when you first started the healing company or when you first started your first business.
1: Um, but is there anything known? Yeah. Well, you know what? There was once a study that said that, that 80%, 82% of all worries turn out to be unnecessary. And I think that is one of my biggest learnings in starting a business um, is that I just worried a lot at the beginning. And so many times, all these worries just turned out to be totally fine. Um, and I think it's just key to just like start whatever you want to start, do it. Don't be afraid of doing it and just go for it. Because to be honest, like, what is really the worst thing that can happen? Um, and everything that goes wrong or might go wrong is all a learning for what will even work better in the past. So, don't be afraid. Um, your worries are probably not as bad as they seem. <laughs> yeah, so
0: true. Definitely see that all the time too. That's such a good. um, That's such a good answer. I don't know if anyone's ever said that. I love it. Uh, any last other last word of advice that you'd want to leave other entrepreneurs and women? building business.
1: Uh, yeah. Um 100% I have I think I've so much that I learned as a woman um throughout this this time but I think um there is actually a couple. I think that we live in this world of really believing that there are boundaries and limits because that's what our thoughts tell us and that's what we were conditioned um but really have visions and see what others can see. Um and don't be afraid to be called a fool. I think that's like really important because I was always afraid. I was always afraid that people would judge me. Um but I think it's so important to never stop um and to challenge and enhance yourself and to really take risks because that's what entrepreneurship is about um in so many ways and learn from your failures. Um, and one thing that Deepak also said to me once and that really stuck in my mind that I'm trying to implement and how I really try to live my life right now is that joy is the only measurement of success. And so whatever you do, do it joyfully, be be happy, Be surround yourself with good people, um, have mentors that support you and just really believe and trust yourself. And, um, I think that's so important. Oh my gosh. Yes. Mic drop. I feel like I can't say anything else after that. That's all all
0: so good um absolutely well thank you so much for coming and sharing all of this and i know we mentioned the podcast but um just let people know where else they can find you and your companies and how they could connect with you if they're listening to this and feel yeah yeah so
1: my personal my personal instagram account is at bella b-e-l-l-a-o-e-l and then for our healing company and where you can follow um everything we're doing, get healing tips, um, and really learn about, um, the newest statistics, um, and our brand acquisitions that our Instagram from the healing company, that is the heal underscore co. Um, and that's the same for YouTube where you will find, um, the full length interviews of my healing hour and obviously on LinkedIn. Um, and yeah.
0: Amazing awesome well thank you so so much we'll put all of those links in the notes of course so people can find you and um i hope that they do and i hope everybody follows the the like trajectory of the healing company i can't wait to see what else you guys end up doing in the near future
1: thank, thank- you so much Alice, i really appreciate it and thanks for all your
0: support Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this show, please subscribe to Quotable, a female millennial entrepreneur podcast, wherever you listen. So you won't miss the next episode and leave a review on iTunes. So other people will be able to find us easily. Also, don't be shy to get in touch with me or anyone you've heard on the show. We're all about connecting and our Instagram handles and contact links are always in the show notes or online at quotable slash podcast. If you want to join the community of other female millennial entrepreneurs, join our Facebook group by searching Female Millennial Entrepreneurs on Facebook. Talk to you soon and see you there.